Hello and welcome back to the Miss Amanda Chen Show. We're now in season three of the 100 Mass Men series where I anonymously interview different men from all walks of life about self-identity, self-worth, and self-love. Masked man number 67 is the inner artist. He shares his journey of breaking free from the story that was given to him and courageously making his own path. And now that he is in his true self, he can be vulnerable and stand in his truth. But how does that affect how he interacts with others that may not be so authentic? We talk about the energy we put into relationships that we feel may be unbalanced. Maybe you're doing more work. Maybe you go your separate ways. I get really vulnerable here and admit that this hurts every time for me because I want better. This is the whole point of me reaching out to these hundred strange men. What would be the point if I was just going to be okay with the way things are today? Join me as we talk about being better humans. I hope you enjoy the show. I think this is my, I guess, a coming of age story. Which is like I was just, I was finally free to do whatever I want. There's nothing holding me back. There's no shackles of just like you have to do this, you have to do that. It was just life, you know. It's like it's like what they think called a gap year, like the, between a high school and like university. But I think I did the opposite, where I went right to university, and then I had my gear off to travel and discover myself after I was done university. Which, in retrospect, I'm, I'm always happy for how things happen, but. I would have saved like five years of university if I did this beforehand, but it is what it is. But yeah, once on one of these trips, I just picked up camera and I was just like, wow, like I'm, all I know is Canada. All I know is Ontario, not even Canada. All I know is Ontario and I guess Quebec. So I've been to Montreal a couple of times, but like being out there in the world, like there's so much, like the world is such a vibrant place. I would, I never thought I'd ever be in these places. And like, here I am with my camera in my hand, just trying to like soak in everything and stuff like that. But yeah, these trips, these trips were still on par with events and recreation, provided you're doing programming, I was running activities for the students in these destinations. So still on par for what I was doing um, and what I got my degree in. So I was like, all right, this is cool. I think it's a cool way of doing it. I never really thought travel and tourism would have been like the, the path I would lead into, even though I did a bunch of travel and tourism classes at any university. But like I said, the recreation program offers you so much, like so much doors to open and like everything can be molded for like fine-tuned to do what you want to do with it. So yeah, I did a bunch of that. And as the years went on, I was doing these trips and I was working at an axe throwing venue because I'm like, okay, once again, here's me. This is kind of like what I was doing in university where I was running in sports leagues. But here I'm running axe throwing leagues. I'm like, okay, so I'm going, I'm on the right path. I'm doing everything that I can do to like not make sure I'm not wasting my degree. Uh, but at the same time, back in my head, like the, my start, my inner artist was like crying out. It's like, mm-hmm. I need to be released. Like you, you've silenced me. Like, like in high school, I was, I love poetry. I was always doing poetry. I love movies. I'm a big fan. But like, as these times are going on, I, was, I think I was finally getting settled into my career. Um, like a voice in the back of my head's like, we need, we need to be creative. You are a creative person. This, I'm an outlet for you. You need to let me out. And I think this is around the time where I was just like, I said, I was discovering myself and just like no longer listening to what people tell me to do or trying to be a yes man or people pleaser. I just want to do what I want to do to be happy. And I still remember like, just, I was, I was doing, I was really into vlogging back then with my little camera and they're all horrible. They're guard. I still look at them now and I laugh. I'm like, wow, these, <laughs> these are gross. But I think for the first time I made something for myself. 
yeah wasn't yeah. for anyone else it was for myself and I was like I like this these are bad but I like this and I want to get better at because like the, I think the thing like being an athlete it, it's not only in sports but like that passion and that hunger to be better it's part of your life now it's always been a part of your life but like now it's like I can apply the same training principles and like practice to other things so I kind of went hard for a bit with the camera stuff and I was doing a, lot, I was doing a bunch of traveling I think around 2017 now so a year later I, I think I kind of like slowed down it's like so what's next and like that thirst for adventure came back and I, I remember this so vividly so I remember I was on Indeed and there was a job opportunity for a traveling brand ambassador for health and fitness promotion with this company called Participation. So I was like, it was a whole year of traveling. They sent us to the West Coast to travel like everywhere. Like I thought it was like, okay, we're going to go to Manitoba, like uh, Alberta, British Columbia. But they sent us literally every major city in those provinces. They sent us to them. They're like, you guys are also going up north. You're going to none of it. You're going to the territories. I'm just like, wait, what? I'm like, I was so excited. Like, here's me. Like, I'm a, I'm a tourist in my own country because all I know is Ontario. And I want to go and document this, this whole trip. And once again, I found myself in a position where, like, this is on the same level and same path of my degree. So me going these trips and not taking me too far away, they're kind of adding to my resume. Um, so I went on these trips. And I, I remember this time, like, okay, like, I've had this camera for, like, a year and a bit now. I want a better camera to kind of do more taking the site and stuff like that and just make lasting memories I can always look back at and I think as the trip was going on and like me being around people all the time and like kind of working in events and stuff like that and seeing all these like creatives like I remember talking to photographers on these things on these trips and meeting all these creatives as they went on doing photos and stuff like that I'm just like is there like am I doing what I want to do like how how like how long do I think I could be working in a rec center facility through like a traditional nine to five. And I think those things kind of like, like kept going with me in my head because mm-hmm. as the years went on, I kept working these jobs where they weren't like sketch. There was no strict schedule. It was like, it was, it was all spontaneous. Even this trip was like, we had to drive around different places. We worked like once a week and then once or twice a week. And then we had downtime to do whatever we want. It's like, this is like kind of like a vagabond kind of like free spirit travel job. I'm like, is this, I think this is what I want to do. I don't want to work for people. I want to work for myself and do my own thing and be able to just up and leave without anyone asking me or me having to run anything by anyone. And I think that, that, that job kind of opened my eyes to like the world. Like I saw so much things. I, I lived in cities for like months at a time. I, I've seen the territories. I've been in none of it for a weekend. I, I went for a polar bear dip in Arctic ocean. I went swimming in Vancouver and the other ocean. I'm like, okay, like I want to keep doing this. I have like such a lust for life for the first time where it's just like, I didn't know what was going on and I was so happy that I didn't. I, I didn't know mm-hmm. what was next. I kind of just like, I don't care. I'm That's how I kind of fell into like photography and videography and stuff like that because I wanted to tell people stories um, because I was able to slowly make my own story after someone else had been writing my book for me my entire life. And I'm yeah. like, now it's like I finally was able to take over and write my own portion of the book. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that was a, a beautiful gift for you, like the universe saying, if you're going to lean into this, like this is how your life can be. And it's funny yeah. that you were still making an excuse where you're like kind of half dipping into photography and storytelling through like, oh, well, uh, let me just convince myself that this is still on the on the right track to the original mm-hmm. plan, you know, to follow your 
your whatever your loyalty or commitment to what you think is supposed to be the right track for you meanwhile mm-hmm. like everything else is working in the right way if you just kind of followed your heart so yeah. as you finally realize that um were you afraid to go in that direction because of that uncertainty like of course you got that vitality for life but then you know there's the risk of I don't have a job I don't you know have a schedule you know all of these things that maybe your mother might have wanted for you or you might have wanted for yourself just like some kind of form of security so how did you turn on that creative artist in you that doesn't care about all of the structures or concepts that we have here in society so yeah it was it was it was very scary to kind of be like well like if i go into this field i potentially am wasting the five years of the university but like i said i i wasn't i thought about it and i always gave a lot of thought as like slowly like progress from like doing it like part-time to just going full-time freelancer yeah it was it was always it was always scary but like i think at this time like beforehand i wouldn't be able to just stomach that and keep going but the uncertainty was made me want it more i like to i'm life's about taking risks i don't mind taking risks because i have one life to live if i don't do what i love and i end up working on if i job for the rest of my life i'm gonna be upset and then i feel like i'm gonna i I'm just be lying to myself. So taking the plunge wasn't really hard. And I had a lot of friends who are in the industry ready so they kind of talked to. And they I saw I was I guess I was lucky enough. I tell people all the time that I had someone, I had someone there, I had people there to kind of hold my hand through it. So it wasn't as scary. because uh, I saw what it looked like down like a year or two down the line of putting the hard work in. I was like, okay, like I just gotta stick with this. Just do I have someone, I have people who are telling me how to traverse this field. So it was never just like, oh, like mm, I'm not sure. It's kind of just like I'll figure it out on my own. I have like some tips to kind of keep me afloat. But I, as time goes on, it's now or never. Yeah. I'm 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 reaching the other half. Of my I'm no longer in my early twenties. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just like it's now or never. I don't want to. I I don't. I mean, there's nothing wrong with figuring anything. Doing these things like when you're like in your late 20s early 30s like right now I'm like I'm still young I can take a step back and also have like a that kind of like safety net where like I'm at home so I'm not like paying rent or anything so I can stay home do what I need to do save my money and kind of just like do what I love doing without any like being risk of like I need to eat it's like either it's like make money or don't eat you know what I mean so it was tough to kind of like do that because like as like my mom's Jamaican, so photography and like art stuff isn't a job. People do that for fun. People do it to post social media. It's not a job. There's no money in it. So it was kind of tough to kind of like explain it to her why I want to make a career out of it because she didn't understand it. Like she's just like she sees it. And it looks pretty, but it just looks like a hobby. And yeah, that was a tough part because. She's always like, are you going to get a full-time job? Are you going to work? Like, you are you going to get your life together? You know, because like I said, they don't they don't know that this is a thing that people do. They just know what they know. It's like, I should be, I went to school, so I should be doing what I went to school for. Yeah. That was kind of like a, a, a tough part to kind of traverse that. I think that's why the toughest part to kind of showcase, like, this is a job and something that I want to do. But yeah, so eventually... That's the start, but I I got through it and I kind of just took the plunge. I'm like, no, this is what I want to do. This is 
like I've been silencing this the artist in me forever mm-hmm. and it's knocking on the doors to get out and I finally <laughs> like I, I as years went on after university I kind of opened the door up a little bit every now and then I kind of like let like hear a little bit hear, hear the noise a little bit louder and I think I just said screw it and I just opened the door I'm like this is it this is what I want to do this is going to open up so much doors for me and I can do literally whatever I want with it so after that I was just like nope I'm I'm so sure that I'll figure it out that it's not scary for me to take the plunge anymore and I just dove in head first that's beautiful I think another important thing was that you saw other people go through it as an example so now I guess you you've already had the taste for it by seeing how the doors were opening naturally as soon as you started to be your natural self and then you know meeting other people and seeing them go through through it either before or after you you're kind of like a little bit more comfortable in the discomfort whereas if you were on that journey alone you know I think that would be a different story of like always you know fighting through the the judgment or the expectation of what someone else expected of you right yeah like I think in my space I I just I silenced it because I didn't have that that network of other artists to to base success on I just saw other artists failing unfortunately Um, because yeah there isn't money in it in in comparison to the level that I wanted to to maintain a certain standard of living that I thought defined success you know I wanted to own my own condo I wanted fancy furniture I wanted all the things and you can't get all the things unless you work a job that pays above average I guess so there was no like above average artist in in the world unless you're like mega famous right so I think it it was that that for me where I was like oh well you have to be famous which is impossible to to be happy and so I decided okay well then I'll just sell out you know and um I think that's when I really sold my soul to just like be cool you know and Mm -hmm. and follow the status quo and and I saw myself creating this persona you know and I had to maintain it and then hold it down the whole time and a lot of that ended up leading into my relationships because I thought that people needed that expectation of me like I couldn't exist if I wasn't the the self-made entrepreneur badass bitch person blah 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 that people want to see so how was how was your community like um when you were kind of coming out of your shell and being yourself and how was your relationships with your mother with other people that mattered to you in your life in terms of what they might have projected their expectations onto you or you might have projected expectations how were the relationships in your in your life yeah so in relationships in my life once I kind of like truly kind of stepped outside my shell and did like what I want to do I lost a lot of friends it's not because like I just like we just had a falling out or anything it was because I realized a lot that I didn't really align a lot with the people who were really close to me like we were so different and I think I kind of just like was holding on to like I don't know maybe just nostalgia and like the past where it's like I've been friends with this person for so long that I need to keep them around but really looking at it now and being like I didn't have a lot in common with them besides sport like a lot of my like close friends have been just from sports and I just wasn't I didn't care about sports as much anymore and I kind of was finding my own way so a lot of my friends from like high school and stuff like that like we're still cool and all there's no bad blood but we were just so different. And I'm just so different from them that we don't really keep in contact with each other as much. 
or we don't talk as much anymore. We don't see each other, even like before the pandemic and stuff like that. Like we just never, it just kind of just, we went our separate ways. And I think it was for the best. And like I said, for like, it's always cool. Cause if I see them, it's never just like bad blood. It's, it's kind of just like, Hey, like I see your, what you're doing stuff looks cool. And like and vice versa. But yeah, my friend groups, my friend group went from very large in the university to very small over the past couple of years where I just wanted to keep certain people around me because my introvert self was fully finally out and me being myself like I I'm fine with being alone or having like my my few uh, amount of friends versus being like the big man the big shot on campus where I had so much different friend groups so that was like one way that things kind of like my relationships kind of went and like I, I have so much love for all these people but it's just we we're just so different that there's nothing for us to build or keep these relationships going. So I kind of just went and did my own thing and kind of found new relationships with people who actually aligned more of what I wanted for the first time versus just being a yes man and doing things that I never truly were passionate about, but kind of just did. But yeah, so in regards to friendship, that's kind of fit. Like I have a small circle now and it's growing now as I'm diving more into the creative industry, I'm gaining more and more friends who are like-minded and like me who understand that whole life sucks. I feel like a lot of creatives are also that weird like ambivert where they're extroverted and introverted and they mm-hmm. get it they get that the need for space that need to like not like if you get invited somewhere and you say no there's no bad blood it's just like okay cool oh my i'll try ne- try again next time so like in regards to those relationships that's been good like i have i have my friends now who some of that some of my closest friends are people i've known for like three four years versus friends i've known for like 15 years and like i said it's, it's all love in regards to my, my mom, things are like things are the same. She finally understands. I think, I think I one day went to the bank and I had to cash a check, and she was like, "Wait, what? Like, what is that from?" Like, oh, it was a photography job. She's like, "Wait, you made that much money doing photography? You're gone for like two hours." I'm just like, "Yeah." Like, and I think that's the first time she, she like she realized mm-hmm. like this is there's money in this. Like, she's like, oh, okay. Like, so you're not just screwing around. And just doing things and being and going traveling and stuff like that. I'm like, no, like I'm actually making money. So things have been good with that. She kind of she's slowly understanding the art more and stuff like that. And she also knows, like I told her, I'm like, I'm gonna have this as I build this. I'm gonna have to be at home. Uh, I'm sorry, like I know, like society always wants to think we should be out and about doing our own thing, living living life in our own spaces. But I'm like, mom, well, like I'm. I can't, I can't, like, I want to be here to help you out because you're getting older. At the same time, I don't need to have my own place. I don't need to go through these things. I want to get them eventually, but it's not feasible right now for me to do these things while I'm trying to save and pay off my OSAP and all this stuff. So our relationship has definitely gotten better over the past couple of years. It's always been great, but I think it's gotten stronger. I think for the first time, she, she didn't understand sports, stuff like that, but she understands art and pictures and videos a lot more than she does sports. So now we can actually relate on things a bit more than before. So yeah, in regards to my mom, that's great. And like same with my brother, he's like, we only had sports before I stopped playing sports, but like he's also slowly finding himself and stepping out of like the athlete life and trying new things. Like he's, he's just recently started doing graphic design and he's into fashion like I am and stuff like that. So now we actually have things to talk about Versus before we just literally have chats in the kitchen while watching sports. And then we'd go on and not see each other for the rest of the day or like a couple of days at a time. So yeah, congratulations. I think things are great. I think I'm finally at a place where I'm meeting 
a lot of cool like-minded people every every day i think that obviously like social media plays a big part in that because you're you curate your life to what you want to receive on social media like i post photography and videography stuff so i'm only followed by people in the industry for the most part are people who just like seeing my work and from there i'm building like lasting relationships where, where i have close friends who i've met like last year in the pandemic or some of my best friends are people i've met last year so i think it's going really well i think i'm finally like I, I think I'm at the point where I, I finally evolved into my true self. There's like no doubt mm -hmm. who I am. I don't mm -hmm. second guess myself. I think over the past few years, I was just like, are you sure? Like, you don't want to be in events. You want to be around people. I'm just like, no, I love being around people. But I want to be around the right people. I think I finally accepted that. And I've been, my relationships have been the best they've ever had. Because now I have a bunch of close friends versus where people I have no problem being vulnerable with. Versus before I had like my one, two, who I tell things about life. But now it's just like, I'm able to open up and be my true authentic self. Yeah, that's so great that you have identified yourself and mm -hmm. you, you can see yourself, which means you can see others. And there's, there's a comfort in that rather than, you know, if you had to wear your masks before you don't know who you are anymore because there are just there's too many layers and lies and, you know, having to show up in a certain way. So I know we're kind of just glazing around that process because I feel like, you know, it's, it's a pretty lonely process in the beginning when you, mm -hmm. when you lost all of those friends. So what would you say when you meet someone new and let's say if you meet another, I don't know if it's different, if you meet a man versus a woman that has their masks up and has expectations of you, you know, how do you, how do you interact with that? Or does that not happen anymore? Yeah, it does happen. It does happen a lot. I think over. I think one thing I've always been really good at is kind of being a good judge of character, and seeing people for who they are, and being like, I could, I, I might, or seeing them like, I could get along with this person, or I might not, and kind of like basing it a lot of the the initial vibe. So at the start, when I was kind of like doing that a lot, like I didn't give people a chance to kind of prove me wrong. It's kind of just like my intuition tells me this, so I'm sticking by my guns. And I won't like this person. I'll just avoid confronting them or like introducing myself versus like now where I'm just like, I meet people all the time and people's stories are so different. Also the same. I think one word that I'm from my Tumblr days that always stuck with me was the word Sonder, which I believe, I'm, sure, I'm not sure the exact definition, but it's like the realization that everyone lives a life as vivid and in the and interesting as your own or like in their own way and i think that's something that always stuck with me because i've always liked to learn people's stories and obviously initial interactions or like talking to someone for like like five minutes you don't really get the answers you need um, so i think every interaction now i try to go at it like this person has something a story to tell so i talk to them for the most part a lot of times they they blossom to friendships a lot of times they don't and i think i'd rather go into it and go through those pro that process and then not have anything come from it versus just me being like, oh no, like this person is, isn't worth worth getting to know because I think it's about experiences. I can go meet someone, they can give me like the worst experience ever. <laughs> and I learned like, just avoid people like this. You know, people have this certain, some certain people have certain tendency of like, okay, that person's like this. So I see someone else who, like, who's in a similar friend group, something like that, I'll probably avoid them because they're probably like in the same kind of same mindset. But yeah, in regards to meeting people all the time, I always, I always like to give people a chance to kind of tell their story. I feel like I've always been the, the 
the one to carry conversation and lead and talk a lot. And I, over the past like five or so years, I've learned to just listen. I don't need to control these conversations. I want to hear what the other people have to say. I don't want to be doing all the talking. And like, it's funny because I, in situations like this, I have no issue talking. Like I said, yeah. it's the extrovert, extrovert side always, always is always there. I learned so much social skills and never, never go away. But I think in that, I'm finally learning like, hey, like I want to be the quiet one. I, I just want to listen. I want to absorb information mm-hmm. instead of uh, sharing it. Um, so that's kind of like how I go, think, go through things now. Anyone who messages me, or for the most part, I, I try to interact with them in some way or another. Even if I don't want to, I just do it anyways because I've been there before where people, I've tried to message people and then they would just like not, they'd even read it and not interact. And, and it's just it's just not, not a fun feeling. So I try to give everyone a chance to kind of, I won't say impress me, but at the same time, impress me. Like, I want to hear what you have to say. Like, <laughs> and, like here's, you have five minutes. Give me your best shot and we'll go from there. Yeah. And I mean, my experience has been really different with just a wide spectrum of different men that I've been speaking to. Like some people are really happy to show up in themselves because they've, they fully accepted who they are. The ones that haven't, you know, the ones that are still wearing masks, the ones that are, you know, still trying to follow a certain script have, have difficulty talking to me because I'm, I'm asking for the real them to show up. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you have actual like intimate relationships, long-term relationships with people that are still maybe one foot in, one foot out of like the masked version of them and the non-masked version, like the true self, how do you interact with them and and maintain a relationship? Because most of the results for me, unfortunately, especially with men, is that just a full shutdown and ghosting and, you know, just not acknowledging and just nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I think I'm... I guess, I guess in regards to my closer relationships with my friends, I do have some friends who are kind of a little slow, like have those masks up a little bit. And I'm, I never want to force people to kind of really come out of their shell because I feel like they'll do that on their own if they really want to. But for the most part, yeah, I don't want to force anyone's hand because that's their life to live. I don't let what other people do really dictate too much of what in my life. In a perfect world, like I love all my friends and be their true authentic selves all the time. But some people just, don't have the confidence to do so and they're kind of really they're very, they're very influenced by things around them you know like what's in what's not like i i don't want to show showcase this part of me because people think it's weird and stuff like that and i'm always trying to tell people like who cares and like these people you don't even you don't even know you know you'll never see them again why would you ever think it's weird to do things i think a lot of times these situations happen like might invite people to certain events or or like social adding, especially like my non-artist friends, they're like, oh, I can't go there because I'm not an artist. I'm not a photographer. I wouldn't enjoy this, stuff like that. And it's like, or like, this is not for me. And it's like, yo, you don't know if it's for you or not. If you don't give it a try. So in that, in regards to talk to people like that, it's very interesting. And I kind of just let people do what they need to do. But at the same time, it's like, I'm, I have no issue cutting people in my life if they want to just be fake and switch up and not be their true self if it's if i see it kind of like eating away at them in a sense because like i'm not here to change i'm trying to change people's lives but like i'm not i only want to change people's lives who want to be changed if you want them to kind of do the thing that you want to do all the time and you you complain about all these things and then you're not willing to do to change it about yourself then that's on you to deal with and i just don't want to really be around it when that happens you're just you're just cool about it 
like if someone just kind of shuts you out and is just like, no, I can't, I can't be like this. You know, I can't uh, be yeah. around you. You don't, it doesn't hurt you. No, I think, I think before, I think, like I said, back, back in the day, being like a big people pleaser before I'd like, okay, like mm-hmm. let me work with this person. Now it's just like people come in out of your life all the time. And I finally accepted that over the past couple of years where it's just like, I can have friends who, who like I've known my entire life who are just going to drop off the face of the earth and not talk to me again. And that it is what it is because there's always going to be someone else to replace them down the line where I might find someone who is going to be more involved in my life versus someone who kind of just comes in and out. Because I think one thing I'm, I'm a big advocate about is energies and, and, and the energy exchange. I think for a lot of my life, I've been giving off a lot of good energy to people and receiving negative and bad energy, which in the long run makes me, drains me, tires me out. Versus um, now, if I see that, I have no issue cutting these people off. Like I don't, I don't need that. I don't need that energy in my life. I want to just be able to have a positive energy exchange where I exchange a bit of me and I receive a bit of you and it's good for me and I can, helps me grow and helps me keep me energized. And if you're not, if you're a person who doesn't provide that, then yeah, I, I will cut you off. Like it is what it is. We're adults. And I think that's one thing I say a lot over the past couple years, like we're adults. Like you, you, you fix up or it's done here. There's nothing to go by. You can have your bad blood. You can bad mouth me. You can say all these things behind my back to people. I don't care. Like, and once you're out, you're out. I got to keep moving. So. Yeah, I guess I'm going to challenge you on that because. I mean, if you see the project that I'm doing now, I could easily just be like, okay, people that don't want to do this, that's cool. You know, and I could just continue living my life, shutting out the people that mm-hmm. you know, don't deserve my time. But I've, I've recently been turning, turning around to give more compassion to people as a way to bring people higher. Because if we just accept people at the level that they're at, there's no impetus for anyone to want to grow. At the same time, I know that it shouldn't be on you to hold people's hands and and take them along the journey. I'm also not asking you to take any responsibility for them. So my question is really, how would you, if you truly wanted to see them grow and be in your life somehow, how would you be able to flip the, the script so that they actually take accountability and, and, and want to change their life knowing that it's, it's better for them to do so. Cause I think if we continue accepting just like whatever people are just going to act the way they are, then, you know, ghosting and shutting down and people walking in and out of your life, like transactional pieces of just energy is going to be so normalized and we'll really lose that human interaction and, and it kind of sure. like vitality for life. Right. So I, I meet a lot of men that are like, yeah, just, just leave yourself away from the toxic people. And then, you know, you can have your little happy bubble here with your tribe and then we'll just have little bubbles, you know, we're not really together. So this is my attempt at really like pushing that because Mm -hmm. I, I believe that we can be better humans. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I respect everything you just said. And my, yeah, in regards to that, like my thing is like, I do, I do try, I do try, but I think, for me, it's like you can't teach an old dog new tricks to, to a point. And I think, I, like I said, I think it's always people need need to have that willingness to want to change themselves. I think I'm, very, I'm a very influential person. I can influence people to kind of be them true self. Like even like over the past, like the past year or so, I've met a lot of people and I think I've helped them kind of like come into themselves and be their, like be their authentic self because they're not worried so much about what people think 
about them because I think that's one thing that I value about myself. Is like I just, I just live life. I just do whatever I want. I wear whatever I want. I say what I want to a point where I'm not trying, I'm not like arrogant or anything. But I walk to the beat of my own drum, and I really try to help people get there. But I think in regards to what you said, is like the people who have helped get there are people who actually have come to me or. I can see the willingness to change. I haven't, I haven't been around someone who hasn't, who's been hardheaded in a long time, who just wants to just accept what they are and who they are and just be like fine with that and be content and live in the comfort zone. It's been a while, but usually when I do meet these kind of people, I always just ask them like, are you truly happy doing what you want to do, what you're doing right now? Like we're, I think one thing that I have, going for me is like being in my late 20s and really challenging people to be like yo you're we're almost 30 are you actually are you happy doing what you're doing and kind of just keep asking them these questions all the time every now and then just doing little check-in checkups on them in hopes that like they ask themselves these questions on their own and i think what i try to do is plant seeds in their in their mindsets plant seeds every here like every now and then hopefully that they grow enough to have them challenge themselves down the line. For the most part, like I said, I, I want to I want to keep trying to help these. Try, not try, I don't help. I don't I say help people. I want to keep trying to get people to understand that like there's nothing wrong with being real and raw and authentic. You know, you don't need to put on a facade to impress people who you never met in your life. But it's tough. I only have patience for <laughs> so much yeah. going on, and I think that's because this is this is still very new to me and like being vulnerable is I for me it's very tough to kind of like realize these things and it took me a while to be completely vulnerable myself and with other people so I think when it comes to other people I hope that they would figure it out as time goes on but like I look at my journey and my journey took me years you know I mean so going out based off what you said like instead of having people coming in and out it's kind of just like you you just try to do what you got to do right in this time i think i think a lot of this is in regards to men and like my relationships with other men i think it's we're always like society molds us to be these tough guys and not be vulnerable because vulnerability is weak and all that stuff and that's mm-hmm. that seems interesting still in their heads in their entire life and like what i mentioned before it's like i was raised by women for the most part so these things like it was kind of taught a little bit but like not as hard as people who have like father figures in their lives and stuff like that it's definitely a challenge and i i even just based off what you just said is i really i think i can do better i kind of being more patient and being like okay like let's try this again next week you know what i mean instead of just yeah. being like oh no like i'm done like i'm done because it is i would perfect like i want everyone to be themselves and be truly happy stuff like that and i think it comes up to that energy changer i am exchanging a lot of energy with someone and they're taking it and just doing whatever they want with it. I'm not getting anything back. I think that in itself, it like deters me from really wanting to do it with a bunch of people. But at the same time, I think I have enough of this energy to spare where it's like, okay, you can take a piece of me. And hopefully like that energy is actually the seed that grows. Exactly. You know, when, when you were kind of like, Oh, it doesn't bother me at all. And I was kind of like, I don't know, you know, cause <laughs> I mean, I think every interaction hurts and I, as much as it 
it doesn't bother me in the sense that I'm not going to go home crying about it, but it hurts. That rejection always hurts when somebody, you know, doesn't want to open up and be their true self. It hurts because I can see the pain that they're choosing not to, right? And if you can look at everyone else's story and, and see that everyone has a story, it's the same same thing. Everyone else has feelings. And if they're choosing not to do something or not to show themselves, like they're living in a certain type of pain and it's pain that you clearly recognize because you've done it already, right? So if you were to get to give more compassion to that space, you're not losing it. You're not giving away a piece of, of you know, the strength that you've built up. In fact, you're adding more to it by showcasing it. You know what I mean? So it isn't like a, a transfer really, but more yeah. just, you don't need to be your true authentic self or like be happy with where, where you are in life to give compassion, to give love. Yeah. Right. And I think that is just the really challenging thing to ask for of all humans. And like, especially mm -hmm. with men that are like, oh, there's no such thing as vulnerability. We don't do this. And, and I think like even this conversation is kind of uncomfortable, you know what I mean? Because you're talking to a woman and, you know, you still want to hold up some virtues of like, I got it together. And I think you do have it together. You have all the confidence, you have like certainty of who you are, mm -hmm. but why can you not also say all of the emotions? Because everything that you did, it was kind of, you've endured it, you've completed it, you've overcome it. it everything's like a hill you climbed and, and, and mm -hmm. all of these reasons behind it, which is a very logical, rational explanation for everything. Mm -hmm. So this is just a question, like when you, even with your, with your relationship with your mom, with your partners, where, where does that kind of get sticky for you? Or like, I, I don't know how to articulate, maybe you don't have the vocabulary to express that. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I think yeah, that's a good, that's a really good question because like me, yeah, me, me a year and a half ago, even mm -hmm. last year, are completely different people. <laughs> yeah, I've learned a lot over the past year about relationships and stuff like that, especially towards vulnerability and communication. So I think now when people ask like, "How are you?" like really, before that that question would scare me a lot to answer. I think over the past six years now, I'm just like able to just really be articulate with what I say and, and kind of like be very specific about how I feel. Because I think a lot of times before, when I thought people asked me these questions, I, I think it just came from a place where they just wanted to have a conversation. Like my thing is like, do, do you really care? Like, do you actually care? And I think as you mature, you kind of realize that people ask these questions now. And it comes from a place where I think it comes from a place of like love. In compassion where like they actually truly want to know how you're feeling um, because they might notice something's off about you and stuff like that and I think I had always had a problem with like really truly expressing everything and then I started journaling as of last year and writing things down and like really doing mental checks myself where before I'd be like am I fine I'm like okay I'm good but now putting like pen to paper I'm like oh shit like I I'm not good like there's these things that keep reoccurring in my life that I kind of like didn't really realize until I wrote it out that like I have issues with relationships and like being and like loyalty to people and stuff like that for like for example but yeah I think it's in regards to people asking what I'm doing now I'm really good at just being like okay so I wrote this down so let's talk about this part mm -hmm. like, I am doing mm -hmm. fine but this aspect of my relationships have been 
wavering and not really where I wanted them to be. And then when people ask me, why do I think these things? I'm able to be like, well, it's this. And then like, I keep going and I kind of like realize like, oh, I did this. That makes sense. That's why they're upset and stuff like that. I think I'm able to kind of just like really look back at it and be and like kind of like pick out scenarios that have happened and be like, okay, this is why I'm feeling this way. I am, I was great yesterday, but today I'm a little down because I saw something on the news and it threw me off. Uh, throughout my funk and stuff like that but I think now whenever I'm very I'm very happy to share everything with people because there's nothing there's nothing scary anymore to share like my life is life is great it could be better people always ask me how I'm doing and I'm like I'm alive and that was like my main answer for everything it's like I'm alive but that also is not a good answer because yeah we are you're alive but like doesn't mean you're you're good but <laughs> like these things are happening in life but like you know I'm breathing but I'm still down about this I'm still down about I guess like for example like COVID things and stuff like that I'm down that like my one friend doesn't want to be friends with like my other friend so like that and I think now it's, it's just so easy to just talk about these things now versus before because I because I just feel people actually care because no one's going to ask you these things unless they actually care for the most part. Like no one, I think people know for the most part, if they know me, they won't just come out of the, out of the blue and just be like, how are you doing? Where's your head at? Without actually caring because they know I'm kind of person who kind of just like does their own thing. And I'm, I guess I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm cold. I could be cold at times, but I think that's, I think it's just human mm-hmm. being human. But like, I'm also like, I'm always like a, a very loving person for the most part. And I love everyone. But like, I always want to try to see the best in people and stuff like that. But yeah, in regards to your question, just bring, bring it back. I think I'm very, I think I'm easily able to talk about what's actually going on in my head and my mind. And I think before I was worried, because I thought it'd be scary to really let people in because of the things I'm constantly thinking about and just like how different I am in regards to people. But in also me being more vulnerable these days is that I realized I'm actually not that much different than a lot of people in regards to things that we go through and being able to be like, I went through this experience. Someone's like, oh, so did I. But here's how it differs. And being able to like, wow, like you did that in that situation. I could have applied that to my situation if I actually shared it with someone when it happened. And I think that in itself, me opening up myself to people, I think allows me to get a lot of answers that I might not have seen before, even the ones that, are, that have always been in front of me. I think in that in itself is just like, okay, like here's the exchange again. And I'm able to be on the other side for once and be, have someone give me part of them to help me grow. And then in order for me to be able to give part of myself to someone else down the line. Yeah. And I think a, a big thing was, is that uh, the journaling aspect, because that's that moment that you take to reflect, right? Because otherwise you might not see those lessons until you take that time to reflect and think like, oh, you know, why did that matter to me? Or why did I think this way? I think that gives you that practice to then apply it in interactions with people. I want to wrap up with a couple of questions. Yeah, so no my question is, what did you think about me when you first met me compared to now after this conversation? And what did you expect out of the conversation? And what, did, what was unexpected, I guess? How did it uh, play out for you? Okay. So yeah, when I first met, I guess like the first interaction was on Instagram, which is like, 
I'm like, who is this person? And how I, I think it's like, it, especially like when it comes, I think it's so weird because like when you look at people's accounts and like you see that there's not a lot of mutuals, you're just like, how did this person find me? And like, who is this person? And why do they want me at full people? Because like I said, I've never been on like something like this before. Someone wants to know mm-hmm. my story. So it caught me off guard. It's like, what does this person want? Like, what are they gaining from this? Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? And then like, we had like our initial conversation and, and I you just wanted, you told me about everything that you're doing. And you just want to have a discussion. And mm-hmm. I, I had so much respect for that, respect and admiration, because you're right. You, you got to have these tough talks with people. And there's nothing wrong with, like, being uncomfortable. Like, uncomfortable is, I think, I see it as a good thing because it kind of pushes you outside your comfort zone a lot. So, like, even me taking this call, if I ever if I, I ever told my friends about this, like, no, you, you didn't do that. There's no way <laughs> how you sat on the phone for, like, an hour or so with someone that you've never met before and talked to them. It's like, I, I think our first conversation we had, it was like really good. And you asked a lot of good questions. I'm just like, okay, I think this, I think Amanda is going to be uh, a person who will help me really think about a lot of things that I kind of just like never deeply thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, because I always like reminiscing on old stuff and being talking about things um, that happened in the past. Because every time I do it, it kind of brings back memories. I'm like, oh yeah, like this actually is the reason why I am this now and stuff like that so I think it was it was really cool it was a little bit nerve-wracking um having someone reach out to me to talk about my life but I think the first the first call we had it kind of kind of eased things and made me excited to do it nice. um I was like I was a little like I think it's the first time in a long time I was a little bit nervous going to something because I'm just everything I do now is I'm, it's so I'm so used to it I've done it before but now it's like I always ask people like when was the last time you saw me for the first time and I was excited for this to be like my first time doing something in a long time because I'm just been in a routine of just like working and doing what I got to do. And then now I'm stepping aside another comfort zone that I never really thought I had until you asked me, I'm just like, Oh, do I really want to do this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I think, I think the original interaction was really good, really positive. And I was just like overall excited to kind of just have this conversation with you and kind of help and also help you learn more and hope maybe get some answers that you're looking for from this the conversation would be more centered towards like manhood and like masculinity and stuff like that which kind of there's parts to it I thought it was like fully centered on that so I kind of like the direction that it went where it's like we talked about like a lot of factors and like uh, about my life versus like just one topic because I I know about masculinity and a lot about it because I am a man but like I don't talk about it as much with with people who I don't know and like my <laughs> ideals and like stuff on it because yeah. I think it's it's a, like I said it's a very vulnerable part of me so that's kind of how I thought the conversation was going to be more geared toward versus like me just kind of talking about like a broad range of things which we did but I'm kind of happy how we kind of touch on everything and kind of like got to the point of like how I got to where I am today yeah because I think masculinity as a concept is really easy to debate about right and mm-hmm. I think we did talk a lot about, you know, logical conversations and, and rational thoughts mm-hmm. that bring you to certain conclusions. But when you talk about life, then the conversation flows differently. And I always yes. find that it's really interesting because this whole this whole interview is unscripted in that sense. My last question to you is, out of all the things that we were talking about, is there anything topic-wise, maybe, or people-wise that jumped out at you that you'd like to invite another man to elaborate on further in another episode on the show? I think the one thing that really stuck out to me because I think it was like a, a lesson that I learned about, you know, like you mentioned, like 
having these conversations with people to kind of instead of just like dismissing them after a while to kind of like really be patient and kind of help them a lot more i think i guess i'll speak for myself but like for me um it's easy for me to just dismiss things and be like okay like it's not worth my time anymore i'm gonna keep going but there's a whole thing about being a compassionate human being where it's okay you, people can take a little bit from you but down the line you, you do that you give it to them in hopes that they will bring it back to you eventually and it's it's important to take these times to kind of talk to people and be like a beacon of hope and change it was like have these conversations with with women but like you should have conversations with everyone okay so i think like a couple topics vulnerability is always i think is always just the big one especially in regards to men that i think a lot of us do have issues with and i think just relationships like deeper conversation about relationships with your family because i think one thing we kind of forget is like because they're always around we don't really question them a lot it's just like we're so used to our family being there that we don't really like like how is my relationship with my mom like are we good just because like we don't fight you know and stuff like that i think it's important to kind of like really like check these things and like really like dive deeper into these relationships and how you actually perceive them and if you actually think they're good or bad or things they can improve on because i think that's one thing you ask i think one question you asked me is like how's my relationship with my brother and stuff like that and it's something i've never really thought about um mm. You know, because it's kind of just like, it just, we just do our thing. Like, even like both, both my brothers kind of just do our thing. So it's like, I don't really question because it's, it is what it is and it's fine. But also things can be fine, but things are like, is it good? Is, could it be better? I think that's something like that. So I guess the questions and relationships, relationships with people who you're around a lot, who you just got comfortable with, where you don't like, kind of maybe like seeing like how things were at the start versus how they are now or like a year ago versus they are now and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I think that is something that a lot of women do like check in to mm-hmm. see like oh how, how's the level of our relationship like and a lot of people a lot of men are just kind of like women well, things are fine it ain't broke you know don't fix it so mm-hmm. um, yeah I think that's a it's a great topic to dig in deeper uh, as to, yeah. to why right because if things are fine uh, why, why change it but there there's so much more that you can get out of an interaction or a relationship with someone that kind of sleeping on right mm-hmm. yeah thank you so much for this call like i'm glad how it have it kind of like transformed i guess yes as it goes so yeah i'm glad that this is your first time doing an interview because it's definitely like not a regular q a type <laughs> style mm-hmm. thing. so so yeah uh, i really appreciate it i appreciate you it was, it was, it was a lot of fun yeah, I mean, I now I feel like if someone ever asked me again, I'm just, I'll be like, I'll be like, I don't know, like I've done this before, like let's just, let's talk about it, you know, mm-hmm. let's, let's do it. So having hesitation because I, I definitely had people like ask me about interviews and stuff like that. I'm just like, I don't have anything to share with you. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like realizing, like I said, like everyone has their own story. I think exactly. like kind of like like even like going through this kind of like showing like yeah, like there's stuff that you've gone through that is going to help other people, which I also always knew, but I also always just like, mm, like, maybe not. Like, mm-hmm. like no one's going to relate to me. Like, there's no way, but you know, everyone lives their own life. So. Yeah. Yeah. We're so similar in like so many ways. Mm-hmm. We just choose not to make those connections. Right. Yes. Um, I love the turn in this conversation. Can we admit that it hurts when we walk away or when others walk away? And can we ask for better relationships? I'm trying. And I hope this inspires you to take a minute before calling it quits 
and put in some effort to keep people that matter in your life. Make sure to subscribe. And if you'd like to be on the show or know of someone with a unique perspective, slide into my DMs at Miss Amanda Chen on Instagram. And I'll see you next Wednesday with more episodes of The 100 Last Minute.